Curtis Samuel is out against the Patriots. Are the wide receivers letting Sam Howell down? And what did Logan Paulson say about Chase Young? We've got that and more on your three November daily commanders update. Let's go. Greetings and salutations and welcome to your daily commanders update for three November. I'm Nathan Perry from ref the district here on the believe network. And we've got plenty to talk about here for your commanders. First up, we're going to talk about the fans confidence level as it seems still pretty high here. 69% of our fans are saying that Washington commanders are going to roll away with a victory here. And boy, oh boy, do they need it after that Philadelphia game. I tell you what, this level of confidence means that some of these people need to be heading over to bet online. The last of the major sports pro sports leagues is off and rolling and college basketball is ready to go as well. Bet online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contest NFL college football UFC and NHL are all in full swing. Bet online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to the bet online today and remember to use our promo code believe for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Game starting on Sunday unfortunately is going to be without a key starter for Washington as Curtis Samuel has been ruled out against the Patriots, Ricky Stromberg as well. Percy Butler is listed as questionable according to the team. Stromberg is possibly going to be put on IR at some time over the weekend or maybe early next week. It depends. I mean, he has been seen walking around in a cast. You figure they'd want to open up that spot for somebody who might be available here the next few weeks. Curtis Samuel's injury, though, is going to continue the trend this week of the next man up. It started on Sunday with Chris Paul getting the start at left guard with Sadiq Charles being out. Of course, you also have Tyler Larson, who's in at center because they benched Nick Gates. So there we got next man up there. Then next man up on Tuesday is Casey Tuhill and F.A. Obata are going to be getting the starting nods because both starting defensive ends were traded. Chase Young, Montez Sweat, out of here. And now we have the next man up here with Curtis Samuel going to be out. Who is it going to be is the biggest question. Jamison Crowder had himself a good game on Sunday. By all measures, will he be able to repeat it or is somebody else going to get there? Do we see De'Ami Brown finally put it together? Are we going to see a little bit of Byron Pringle? I think those are probably your three names that you're going to be looking at. My guess is Jamison Crowder is going to continue seeing the ball a little bit more with Curtis Samuel. I just think that he does those little things that Curtis Samuel's been doing for the Eric Benimi offense, whereas De'Ami Brown isn't quite as shifty. And Byron Pringle is more like De'Ami Brown, where I think they're more of a vertical threat and not necessarily that short and mid-range threat that Jamison Crowder and Curtis Samuel can both be. So my money is going to be put on a little bit more Jamison Crowder. Now, I wouldn't be getting too excited if you're a fantasy nerd. We had that question come in. Should we start Jamison Crowder? I'm not 
going to really try to ruin your fantasy day, but I would tell you, stay far, far away. Even though Jamison Crowder is in line to take those Curtis Samuel touches, you got to figure that Eric Benemy likes spreading the ball around, and maybe this actually does mean Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson see more targets. We saw Jahan Dotson have a very good game against the Eagles. Can he have back-to-back good games? My guess is he'll at least have the target share, and that will be very, very important. Also important on Sunday is Washington able to stop the New England offense. Now, the New England offense hasn't been particularly great, but one area that they have been exceedingly good in, according to Chris Russell's stats here, the Patriots are 100% perfect in goal-to-go situations this year on offense. That means as bad as their offense has been, they score a touchdown every time they get inside the 10. The NFL average, by the way, 69.69%. Rooster asking us to go ahead and make a joke with that. I'd say it's pretty nice. Washington's going to have to be really nice, though, on Sunday, not allowing New England into that 10-yard zone or... Is that another streak they're going to break? Washington known for breaking streaks. And I think that Washington's defense has the capabilities to stop them from getting in there. And we have seen Washington get stout there in the 10-yard zone as well, getting two fumble recoveries just last week against the Eagles when they started approaching the goal-to-go situation. Washington's been very reliant on Sam Howell. Well, his wide receivers may just be letting him down. Sam Howe on this 2023 QB accuracy chart is listed at 15. I'll get more to that here in a little bit. From Joseph Hefner, the, the, this is the QB accuracy over expected. So this is how much more or less accurate that uh, these QBs are being charted against their completion probability and their actual completion percentage. So Sam Howell in here throws a passable or catchable ball 73% of the time, but it's only being caught 67% of the time, putting him at a plus six percentage that he's being throwing a completion, you know, that should be throwing a completion. Our opponent, by the way, Mac Jones, similar numbers, 69% of actual completion rating and also that 73%. That's why he's going to be a little bit lower on the chart. But I find it very interesting. We've seen some crucial drops. Terry McLaurin had two just last week. We had Jahan Dotson the week before. We've seen you know some of these, these what, I get it. Maybe they're not the most catchable, but they're catchable passes that the wide receivers are letting down. And now this is kind of proof in the pudding. I think more importantly, I I get some of us, we're we're looking at the smell test and we're just kind of, does this person pass the eyeball test? And that's all fine and dandy. But as Josh Harris continues going and Shin comes in, he's looking at the analytics. You got to remember, these were the ones who really kind of stepped in and said, hey, trade Montez Sweat for a second because that's good value. And Chase Young, he's not meshing here. Get a third from him. If all that's coming from the analytics side, they're going to be looking at some of this analytics to say, okay, is Sam Howell the guy? Should we continue rolling with him? Or are we in the market 
for another QB. So I think it's very interesting to see that Sam Howell could be even more successful if those drops weren't so crucial against him when this offense gets rolling. Well, I know the trade deadline was on Tuesday and Finally, the team was able to start talking about the chase trade as things were finally made official with San Francisco. Jonathan Allen getting in there telling us, hey, it's just business. Next guy has to perform and we're just going to get out there and do it. Seems to be a little fed up. Well, Logan Paulson also had a chance to talk with Grant Paulson from Danny and Grant on that situation as well. And Logan Paulson said this of the commanders trading Chase Young to the 49ers. It just felt like the team and Chase were ready to move on from each other. And this was the result of that. When asked why Washington didn't get more for Chase Young, Logan answered, I just didn't think the market was there for him. I think that's very interesting. We kind of saw that in that kind of play pattern with Chase Young over the last week or so where he might not have been putting in his all. We've seen the rift between him and Ron Rivera. We now might find out that there was a rift between him and the rest of his teammates as he's worn Chase Young wore out his welcome. I don't know so much about the teammates aspect. I can tell you Jack Del Rio and Ron Rivera are not going to miss Chase Young being here. I think they got very, very tired of answering questions about him, and they are probably very, very, very happy that he's gone. Chase Young now in San Francisco, and we are on our way to the New England Patriots. How do you think that's going to go? Make sure that you either answer that poll or hit us up on one of our social media networks. If you're listening to this on one of your audio platforms, hey, make sure you you know give us a little love there. Give us a rating, subscribe to auto downloads. If you're here on YouTube, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button if you haven't already. I'm Nathan Perry, and we are presented by Bet Online. And until next time, be a fan. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.